Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, as we're preparing for our show, I'm reading our notes and you wrote down Panda Express lawsuit. <laughs> I saw that earlier this week, I believe it was on Friday, you had Panda Express mm -hmm. and then you wrote down, someone had told you about a lawsuit about mm -hmm. Panda Express. Oh, heaven forbid there's a lawsuit <laughs> about their food. Tell me about this lawsuit, Monica. Oh, you wish it was about the food. Here's the headline, Nelson. Panda Express workers forced to strip in quote unquote cult-like team building seminar lawsuit alleges. So it's not about the food at uh -oh. all. <laughs> They're making their employees strip down for what reason? I don't team building. Okay. Right. This right. is weird. It is. And so I guess there's this program that they have for, for their workers. And if you want to be in management, you have to go through it. And it's been described as quote unquote, horrific psychological abuse. So it goes into detail about some of the things that they do, but again, like sort of cult-like in the way that they're trying to assimilate people. It was just really bizarre and really resulted in psychological abuse. So, so I was really surprised, but yeah, one, uh, one of my followers responded to my uh, secret eating Panda Express story and share the article with me. So really grateful for that. I was unaware of it. I haven't heard anything like it. And, you know, Panda has like, I don't know, 2000 stores worldwide. So really interesting mm -hmm. stuff. Well, this will make me not get orange chicken anymore. <laughs> oh, that, right? <laughs> yeah, because you love orange chicken. <laughs> That's cruel. I was thinking right. maybe... When you said stripped down, they would like mm -hmm. tar them in the orange chicken sauce or something like that <laughs> and throw them in chicken feather, like tar and feather. But yeah. this is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's nah, worse. Psychological. Mm -hmm. Ugh, no. Guess I'll be going to Chipotle now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was surprised. We're recording right now. It's 3.14, which is 3 March 14th, Pi Day. And I'm looking through my Instagram and mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, is everybody buy a pie cookie cutter or pie dough cutter just for this day? I mean, what's the return on investment on that? Because everybody has <laughs> the pie <laughs> insignia on their pie. And I'm like, you guys bought that for $10 just for one day? I'm just wondering. I'm just, <laughs> someone explain this to me. What's the return on investment for this? <laughs> what's the ROI on it? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I assume that they just keep reusing it year after year. So that $10 spread over the course of 10 years, Nelson, I mean, come on. That's yeah, not 10 years. You need to make pies for 10 straight <laughs> years in order for that thing to pay off guys <laughs> yeah if you make one pie but if you're a pie shop that sells 300 pies on pie day you're good <laughs> i see so many pies and i see so many homemade pies i'm wondering it's like mm -hmm. you guys just save that pie cookie cutter for a rainy day i'm just i'm yeah no yeah okay i mean i i buy glasses just to make one drink one glass one drink um, for a very specific drink i mean it might never get used again Perhaps. That is such a waste. That is such a waste. I can't. I can't. I, the practical self in me just can't rationalize this. It's not, yes. not possible. Then you would not be happy with the glassware that I bought today because many of them will likely be single or double uses. I don't know. This is worse than daylight savings time. I don't know what's worse, <laughs> buying the pie cookie cutter or daylight savings. This, 
both are very tragic in its own sense. Very tragic. I think the Nelson in me would say that actually the cookie cutter is more tragic because that expended money. <laughs> very true. So I think that's the one that you think is more tragic. I think they're all tragic, but yeah, I get the prop thing. Okay. I buy silly things. I don't know. Today's just seemed really weird. I woke up and I look at my clock and I'm like, it's 1 p.m. I'm still in bed at 1 p.m. What is going on here? Am I sick? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened here. (laughs) Welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode 131 of Seattle Foodie Podcast. She's Monica. I'm Nelson. For everyone that's listening, welcome. Hello. We're into Mm -hmm. March. Well, we're already into March. (laughs) We're halfway through March. (laughs) I don't know. Spring is coming, Monica. I'm very excited. Are you sick of the rain as much as I am? I'm kind of tired of it. I have to say the about four sunny days that we had really felt good. And today I got up and just like, of course, the day that I'm going out, it's just not sunny. <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of over it. But you know, April showers bring May flowers. Yeah, Whatever that means. I don't know. Right. No, just I, don't know. I don't make up the songs. <laughs> I'm normally a person that loves the rain. Like I tolerate it. It's totally fine. Nothing's good. But now that I play so much golf, it's like, man, this is the only, when it rains, it's like no opportunities to play golf. It's not, it's not fun for me. So. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to our show, everyone. As I mentioned, we've got a great show. We're going to talk about what are we eating this week. We have a fun interview. The hint is Pike Place Market. What's that secret word of the pyramid? The secret word is Pike Place Market. (laughs) (laughs) Secret three words are Pike Place Market. (laughs) I forgot what 80s game show that was, and maybe they revived it now into where Ellen is hosting it or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It could be some, some game or... Mm-hmm. some wacky snl characters <laughs> hosting it. i don't know it could be it could be one of those it's not pressure luck for, i know that for that yeah. matter but oh, the anyway noid. zoid 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 the noid is <laughs> dominoes oh right <laughs> right noid zoid whatever no whammy is it the whammy it's like no whammy. Whammy, no whammy no whammy no whammy no whammy yeah. stop that's mm-hmm. that's pressure luck mm-hmm. i love that because like sometimes they will end up on these awesome amazing prizes mm-hmm. i was like oh that sounds great i'd love to go to bora bora and then <laughs> bora bora two moves later they hit the whammy and then they lose bora bora <laughs> just like well <laughs> what happens when you don't stop <laughs> welcome to gambling <laughs> right 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 oh game shows my goodness Mm-mm. all right monica so what are we eating this week? You know me. We all know. I hope by now it's 131 episodes that <laughs> I love tacos. And for some reason this week, I crave tacos on two straight consecutive days back to back. So I was out in Snoqualmie and I heard really good things about Kadzi Oaxaca on Railroad Avenue. Have you ever been on that Railroad Avenue in Snoqualmie before, Monica? It's just like I those have. old rail old trains just mm-hmm. parked on there. Yeah, it's I have. Really fun. Kind of cool. Yeah. Now as an adult, it seems a lot smaller than I when I thought it was a kid. <laughs> no, totally. Anyway, at Katsi Oaxaca, I got Al Pastor tacos. Then the following day, I still wanted more tacos. So I stopped by one of my favorite <laughs> taco trucks in Bellevue, La Chingana Taqueria. Mm-hmm. I got one of each of the pescado, which is the Baja fish, carnitas, and chorizo tacos. Mm. What do I love equally as much as tacos? Burritos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love burritos. It's the perfect vehicle that I can just hold in my hand and just eat it. <laughs> Their lunch burritos, yes, I said lunch burritos, are massive. I put my hand next to it for comparison, and it felt like it was literally eight w- inches long by four inches wide that is a massive burrito monica yeah i like those measurements um (laughs) you know nelson (laughs) i'm not a fan of burritos here's why burritos are very secretive to me when you get a burrito 
<laughs> it's like it's like a, a tortilla and there's stuff inside, but you can't see what's inside. So anything could be in there and it could be good or bad, but I don't imagine good things. <laughs> so, yeah. And then that thing about, you know, I mean, just the size of it. And I, I'm always too full and I can't eat the whole thing. So I only get certain burritos that I know that I love and I know what's in them. And I cut them in half and I only eat half. But I can never I, I can't imagine a time that I've ever actually eaten an entire burrito except for that frozen one that I used to buy for a dollar when I was in college and topped with a can of canned chili. Those were my poor day meals. But uh, yeah, just burritos are so mysterious to me. Monica, burritos, <laughs> rice, beans, meat, and the occasional salsa wrapped in a tortilla. You order a carne asada plate, put a tortilla on top, and then roll it all together. That's a burrito, Monica. But I'm putting it together. It's not coming to me as some big flour tortilla mystery. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's my deal with burritos. <laughs> I guess I put more trust in people making mystery meats and mystery, right. mystery things than you do. I'm not a big truster. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like hot dogs, too, because I, right. I don't right. They put all the entrails and everything right. in a hot dog in tube form. Mm -hmm. Nobody seems to care about paying a dollar fifty at Costco for a hot dog. So right, I don't eat those. <laughs> I'm that person that if I'm going to eat a hot dog, like it has to be like a hundred percent beef with no nitrates, and I need to know what's in them with like four ingredients. Um, yeah, that whole idea of parts disturbs me. <laughs> Maybe that's why my immune system is so much stronger than yours because oh I, eat all, I eat all this stuff. <laughs> oh my god, I eat all this stuff to prepare myself when I was a kid. Yeah. All, Nelson, all Nelson is now health shaming me, people. <laughs> He's health shaming me because I don't eat nitrates. Hey. <laughs> I put all the toxins in when I'm young. So when it comes to when I'm an adult, my immune system is prepared for all of this stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Speaking of hot dogs, on that same day, I also stopped by 85C Bakery for some pastries because monica like i mentioned life is just so much better when you eat hot dog pastries okay this is just that just me I, no it's not am i weird like that everybody always goes for the the mochi buns or the mm. the ube buns and the hokkaido egg tarts and i'm like where are the tuna fish and the hot dog pastries i want these my favorite thing from them is the spicy sausage. Yeah. So I know it's a little sausage. It can be scary, but it's topped with hot sauce. So that seems to make it all better. That one strip of red sauce that goes diagonally yeah, zigzaggy yeah, down yeah. makes me feel better. Like it's, I'm just like, just hide what's in there. I'll eat it because it tastes good. <laughs> That's my favorite spicy sausage. Yeah. The hot dogs, the ham, mm -hmm. the ham and corn cheese. I don't care. Just give me, just give me all the savories. You can have the sweet stuff. You can have the blueberry <laughs> tarts. There's no meat in the blueberry tarts. I want, the, I want the meat. <laughs> Are you sure there's no meat in the blueberry I'm tarts? Sure. <laughs> uh, quick question, Monica. Can you have brunch on weekdays, or is the brunch term just considered for weekends only? Oh, brunch is for every day. Is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I was thinking about that in my head. Well, anyway, brunch, breakfast, lunch whatever you call it i went out to stonehouse cafe on rainier avenue with gracie's pies she accompanied me we had all day breakfast at stonehouse cafe so we got the baked french toast eggs benedict and chicken and waffles the baked french toast is a new item and it's 
so good, Monica, with cinnamon crumbles on baked sweetbread. I think Eggs Benedict is my default brunch choice. I seem to always get Eggs Benedict. I don't know why. It just seems like always the hearty meal for me. And Stonehouse <laughs> Cafe does it right with that ham and egg. Now, just want to let everybody know, Stonehouse Cafe right now is taking reservations for Easter brunch on April 3rd. I can't believe, is that the earliest Easter has been first week of April? That just seems weird to me, does it? No, seems fine to me. Okay. It always seems like the middle of the April is when, when Easter is. But anyway, for this Easter brunch at Stonehouse Cafe, you can choose between mains like pineapple glazed ham with Beecher's mac and cheese, bunny in a hole, Northwest quiche, and more. So make sure you guys make your reservations for brunch, especially at Stonehouse Cafe. Mm-hmm. First of all, Nelson, I'm surprised that you were up early enough for brunch because usually when you get up at one o'clock, you know, you can't go for brunch. <laughs> so you <laughs> made true. it and they have all day breakfast. So, so you'll always make it from now on. So that's really great news. I know why you get the eggs Benedict. You get eggs Benedict because it's the prettiest dish on the menu wherever you go. <laughs> it's really not. Sometimes it's not the prettiest dish though, right? <laughs> sometimes the prettiest dish is like all the berries around the French toast, but I'm mm-hmm. like, where's the bacon and the sausage? I need some savory <laughs> to balance out. So I will choose the eggs Benedict mm-hmm. instead and then force my friend to order the French toast with all the berries. And so I can take the pictures of that or force you, Monica, in that. <laughs> yeah. Forcing me. That always goes over well. <laughs> Have you heard? <laughs> that's a fun time <laughs> hey last week monica you were talking about dumpling generation mm-hmm. and eating there i actually ended up having a late dinner with annie eats food in the same complex at hosuni mm-hmm. which is a korean restaurant i haven't eaten there since i was an undergrad in college <laughs> annie asked me is like have you eaten here before and i'm like i don't think i've ever been here but then when i got there and i'm like <laughs> And I walked in, I was like, oh, I have eaten here. I was almost said, how many years ago? I won't do that. I won't age myself. (laughs) Anyway, you guys can do the math. And when when I ate in college, this actually really hit the spot. We got the beef stone bowl, seafood pancake, and yukgejin, which is the beef brisket stew. Ooh, Monica, mm. you know what's the best part about eating Korean food? What's that? 12 pieces of banchan. 12 dishes yeah. of banchan right in the center of our table. <laughs> I love banchan. And again, if you add hot dogs to one of those, any of those banchan dishes, <laughs> it's a it's a score as well for that. This is what I heard in my head now. I'm not saying that this is like accurate of what was actually happening. But what I heard was you going, banchan, 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 banchan. <laughs> You were so excited in your video. And um, I haven't been to Husunyi in a few years too, but it's actually one of my favorite Korean spots on the North End. So Yeah, it's so it's so good. I don't know if I lived where you are, Monica, or even mm-hmm. Edmonds, I would be going like Wednesday stars in the sky, Thursday Husunyi, <laughs> and then Friday dumpling generation. And then Saturday I'd go to Milky Milky. That's what I would be doing. I would be doing that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday every week. That's Let's face it. Be. If you live here, you can't make it past Costco. Once you know 250, you have to try to make it past Costco to get to all those places. So, yeah, I mean, people always get stuck at Costco. (laughs) And then finally, Saturday, I stopped by Maruta Shoten in Georgetown and picked up some half off sushi rolls. I know sometimes people, a lot of people, when you say like half off sushi rolls, like, oh my god, that sounds like a disaster in the bathroom, (laughs) but actually. These sushi rolls are amazing, Monica. And mm-hmm. they're, they're made the day of. They just get it there at the end of the day. If you lived in Seattle, you're probably aware that around 4.30 p.m., they'll mark their sushi, bentos, and deli items half off, which is always a great deal. <laughs> I got you... there a little bit late, so yeah, I, didn't, I was just like, wasn't were you able to get in the, the car bento. outside? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got there 
they're late. So all they had were the deluxe California rules and the regular California mm-hmm. rules. And it's nice. They only limit you to three. So I don't mm-hmm. see the hoarders come out with like 12 of them. We're <laughs> like so. shoulder tapping people outside. Like, hey, man, can you go inside and get me a, <laughs> give me give me three rolls and I'll, I'll make it worth your while. So an extra dollar, extra dollar in it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Monica, it just seem sushi rolls seem so much better when they're 50% off. I, mm. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you know, that's not me. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know i would pay double the price if it's what i wanted to eat <laughs> we we have our principles <laughs> okay all right monica what did you end up eating this week last sunday fremont sunday market reopened and so typically normally it's a you know all year round market but it shut down for a bit during covid so it reopened for the spring i stopped by tijuana tacos for their new red birria grilled cheese with consomme well first of all i love grilled cheese the beef was so nice and tender and the hawaiian cheese was so so cheesy and then dipped in that like really rich consomme it was really good and it was like completely pouring rain when i was actually doing that so it was perfect i also stopped by bean fish for some taiyaki minis so bean fish has been on the streets long before they had a food truck so you used to be able to watch them on the street making like these tasty stuffed waffle fish and the minis are really fun so i hadn't had the minis before because they're so tiny but you get like a dozen of them and you walk around in like a chinese takeout container and they're just poppable you know and so people are just sticking mm-hmm. their hands you know random people just sticking their hands in there and grabbing one and walking by no just my family just kidding <laughs> um, <laughs> food trucks are not allowed in the market currently under uh, current health guidelines guidelines so you can find them on canal street on sundays outside the fremont sunday mark so that was a really nice day last week since sunday is family day i took my entire crew to visit local tide so on this visit we had dover sole fish bites salmon sandwich and a smash burger the dover sole bites were really exceptional so the bits of fish were really fried crispy but they weren't oily i mean not greasy at all so i really loved it and they had a nice hit of salt and it was perfectly paired with their tartar so my entire family was impressed and i'm sure they'll be back and of course i'll be back so local tide in fremont serving up some incredible seafood and they're doing dine-in right now um, under current guidelines I've heard so many good things about shrimp toast. I think Annie Eats Food oh, was yeah. talking about it when we mm-hmm. have dinner. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shrimp toast. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah, the shrimp toast is really good. But when you think about it, like it's such a simple thing, but it's also such a comforting thing, right? It's it's something that it's not complicated at all, but makes you feel at home. And so their shrimp toast is really good. I've had that as well. Mm. So Nelson, for the first time during the pandemic, I tried a ramen kit, almost made it through the entire thing without doing it, but I did it. And why I did it, just so you know, is like I've eaten ramen in person and gotten it to go a couple of times, but I got the kit because it was a good value. You know, I should learn my lesson. Mon- Monica is not about great values. So I, I have to say it's, it's just way too much work. <laughs> I mean, you know, heating up the broth and heating up all the things and like opening all the bags and trying to, if it was one person, I think it'd be fine if you were doing mm-hmm. it for one, but doing it for like a family of three or four, it's, it's a little bit much. So I'm not going to be doing that anymore. Um, I'll be saving my ramen cravings for dining in person, but I tried it. Didn't like it. <laughs> the food was good. It was just way too much work. Um, I might as well have made ramen from scratch to be honest <laughs> it takes a while to for right. me to make ramen mm-hmm. and i use like the instant noodle ramen right and i just make it just for myself like yeah i boil the egg yeah. I, I have to chop up the green onions <laughs> mix everything and that takes me that's like a 30 minute ordeal so i can't imagine doing it for four people right what a nightmare that was 
Yeah, Monica's not doing that anymore. <laughs> so, Nelson, I know you're always asking about TikTok trends because you're not on TikTok, but you see TikTok stuff everywhere in your other social media. So no need to look for the new trend, Nelson. I'm still making Dalgona coffee. <laughs> so I made it again last week. You know, I like the taste. And, and I say it really got me all hyped up, like just all on this caffeine for my air fryer goals this week. And I made baby back ribs with a dry rub and then finished it off with sauce. So I have to say, I wasn't sure how ribs would be in the air fryer. It's fantastic. It's the absolute best ribs I've ever made. And that tops the best ribs I ever made before in the instant pot. Things are progressing along. So Nelson, you and the whole rest of the world is right. The air fryer is the best. What can I say? It's very good. Monica, TikTok trends. These baked oats. Can we talk about these? Gross. I don't even like oatmeal as it is. And you can put as much brown sugar or any other things. Baked oats just doesn't sound good maybe maybe for bodybuilders maybe for bodybuilders because they're trying to make keto recipes and they add blueberries with their protein powders baked oats let's make the baked oats (laughs) i don't get it and (laughs) i don't know maybe if you add like chocolate fudge and cookies in it with the baked (laughs) have you seen (laughs) so so the baked oats some of them look fine but but i think with all the add-ins you know, you'd probably get the same nutritional value out of like a chocolate brownie. So I'd mm-hmm. rather eat the chocolate brownie. But the latest thing is, um, have you seen Nature's Cereal? I don't know what Nature's Cereal is, but I, I feel like that sounds like trail mix. Isn't it just trail mix? <laughs> Nature's Cereal is like literally like berries in a bowl. So like, you know, strawberries, mm-hmm. blueberries, blackberries, yeah. whatever berries you got. Coconut that, water. That sounds good. Okay, Coconut that sounds water. fine. That sounds and, fine. And then like ice cubes. And <laughs> I'm just like, oh. What? what? Ice cubes? Ice cubes. It's ridiculous. I don't even know what that means. Is that, <laughs> and that's that's it. That's, nature's cereal. Yeah. Where's the cereal? I, right. <laughs> that's not no, nature's, it's cereal. nature's cereal. <laughs> TikTok people, those are berries. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not. Don't call that nature's cereal. <laughs> that's just berries in coconut water. <laughs> Okay, keep moving on because I am furious right now. Just I know. Keep going I'm, on. I'm kind of getting I mad too. I'm infuriated. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I had planned to work on my side hustle all day Friday, but I made great progress. So I was able to sneak away with Annie because um, mm-hmm. I was jealous that you spent time with her the night before. Just kidding. And you didn't puppy- even spend time with her. <laughs> did. Yeah, right. And her puppy Mochi. And we shared a pastrami sandwich and had coffee at Sabine. And so they have really great outdoor dining and a beautiful indoor patio. And it was really great to catch up over a light meal. From there, we headed to Miro Tea and I had the dreamiest hojicha soy latte. And I think I probably converted Annie because she really liked it too. And they, they let me know that they brought back boba, which I've never had there. But because that's an area of town where it's like a boba desert. I thought I would mention it for our listeners. Mm -hmm. I personally don't just get boba any place. I like mine a certain texture and a certain flavor. But if you're on the north end, it's one of the few places that actually serves it. So just there you go. See, so Nelson, it is possible to go out with Annie and just see it one or two places. (laughs) We don't have to go to 10 places. (laughs) And you guys only went to one place too, huh? We did. We did. Yeah, we're doing better. This is the new us. Yeah, I hand, handcuffed her to the booth right? and uh, put the straight jacket on so we didn't have to go right? anywhere else until, until we were done with our meal and then we mm-hmm. went home. Yep, that's new perfect. year, new us. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, I had some nostalgic eating this week and it was Viennetta. And so I heard weeks ago that Good Humor was bringing it back and I got my hands on some. So it's an ice cream confection. It's not ice cream. I, I believe it's actually dairy free. And I remember um, having it while my parents used to buy it. 
and feeling like I was really like it was a really fancy dessert because it was all frozen in like a layered log. And basically it's like frozen dairy stuff, non-dairy stuff and a hard chocolate shell. And it's layered really thinly so that when you crack through the chocolate shell, it's like layers and layers and layers. It makes like a crunch in the middle. There's no actual cake in it, even though it looks like a cake. Anyway, I had all the feels from it and I got a lot of responses to my story about it. So I actually got this one at uh, the QFC on Holman Road. So um, I don't know where else you can find it. There's probably a store locator, but that's where I got mine. Way to mansplain Vianetta to me, Monica. I appreciate that. Did you know what what Vianetta was? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the good humor bars, the strawberry one where you bite into the strawberry and it's red and like white on the and then it's encompassing with nuts on the outside and that's the good humor bar i remember right well they've never stopped selling that in the u.s Mm -hmm. vianetta has not been sold in the u.s for like i don't know many many years they they continue to sell them overseas like in europe but like this is the first time they've brought it back in a really long time so but they never stopped selling strawberry shortcake that's always been here it's down the street at the gas station right now (laughs) (laughs) i can go get one right now yeah that's all that's me i'm all about the gas station foods (laughs) no yeah that's where I get my Choco Tacos from. So I do mm-hmm. eat gas station food. <laughs> okay, Nelson, we have an interview today. Why don't you tell us? Our interview today, as I mentioned, Pike Place Market is with the chef and one of the owners of Pasta Casalinga out there, Michaela Tartaglia. Pasta Casalinga makes some of the best pastas in Seattle. And we heard Michaela talk at a Shepherd's Grain event several years ago. Has it been several years ago? I felt like it's been that long. Maybe two. It could be. Yeah, yeah. a couple, two. We've been huge fans of Pasta Casalinga and Michaela when they first opened three years ago. And here's our interview. Hey, Seattle. Today, I'm very excited to have on Chef and one of the owners of Pasta Casalinga, Michaela Tartaglia. How are you doing today? Hi, Nelson. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, I am such a huge fan of your pastas. I remember when you first opened, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I was like, oh, look at this shop in Pike Place Market. I need to try this place. This is new selling pastas. And one of the first ones I got was the Pomodoro. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with it. Your pastas are amazing. You've always done such great pastas. And I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. And actually, uh, it's been almost three years. So on March 20th will be our anniversary. Oh. uh, Yeah. And as you just mentioned, we are going to serve as a tradition for that day all day long, just a pomodoro, because Mm -hmm. it's kind of really represents the Italian quintessential dish. Just classic, good tomato sauce. So (laughs) yeah, it's been three years. (laughs) <laughs> all right. I want to get into the pastas, but before we even do that, I want to ask you, how did this all start? What made you decide you wanted to make pasta and how did this all come about? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I was a market girl, a pipeless market girl for many, many years. And I was actually the first tenant of the atrium kitchen, commercial kitchen down under. Mm. Yeah. The share space, yeah. And uh, I was teaching cooking classes over there and uh, pasta making classes. Mm -hmm. My dream was really to have a little spot in the market just doing pasta. So when the opportunity came out, just above that location that was the former Honest Biscuits location, open Mm -hmm. up, I did everything in my power to get the spot, which 
as you probably can imagine, it's, <laughs> it's no easy. It's pretty competitive to get a spot in the market. So you really need to show that you are unique, why they, choose, yeah. they should choose you instead of someone else. When I thought that could have happened and I was close to it, that's when I called Nathan and I pinched the idea mm-hmm. to him, like if we combine my background of Italian pasta making with the Pacific Northwest ingredients, making a protagonist of what we can offer. So something a little bit beyond the Italian flag, you know, all of this uh, already seen dishes. So I'm making something that is very local. I think that we can have a great time and we can start a business. So he said, yes, here we are three years afterwards. Oh, I didn't know you were doing Atrium Kitchen. with oh, is, yeah. Was it with Tracy or was it before? Yeah, okay. We've had Tracy on. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I had a company, my own company, that was called Cucina Casalinga. That's why I kept the name, Pasta mm-hmm. Casalinga. Uh, my school was, a yeah. school was called Cucina Casalinga. And I started back in the time, I think it was 2011, in my apartment at the dealer because I used to live at the dealer first a university and then I put a sandwich I got a business license I put a sandwich board at the sidewalk by the Sierra Museum and that's how I started this just teaching cooking classes in my place wow yeah that's wonderful I had no idea that you, you did this beforehand that was that's amazing yeah, that's a background I have you on can you tell us what are the some of the secrets to pasta making uh, I remember a, a while ago Monica and I heard you talk about grain as an important ingredient but also tell us what goes on to making really good pastas yeah yeah absolutely so of course the ingredients of the dough itself so mm-hmm. It's a very large subject, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So if you make fresh pasta, on there are many ways you can make fresh pasta with. So yeah. uh, you can make egg pasta, you can make eggless pasta. There is no the recipe. Mm-hmm. It's variable for the application that you, you have. For example, our pasta is all eggless. We don't use any egg. It's all durum okay. flour. Uh, we are proudly using uh, shep- local shepherd's grain, flour, and water. So our pasta has two mm-hmm. ingredients. And that pasta works very well for us, for what we do. I'm not saying that our pasta is the best in the recipe, but I'm saying that the recipe we have mm-hmm. perfect for our kind of application. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, yeah. the dough, what you use in your, in your dough. So great ingredients and good products. But then the tricky part is how you make your pasta so if you have a great product but you cook overcook is going to be not a good dish if you have a pasta that you cook right but you you use a terrible sauce it's not going to be (laughs) pleasant you know to your and so on so i i to answer your question i would say there is a it's really a balance between the pasta you have so a good pasta that stays al dente so you use a good flour that is pretty strong and, and allow your pasta not to get smooshy when you cook it. So something that is forgivable. Sometimes yeah. people that, uh, you know, sometimes you buy this pasta that doesn't matter how well you cook it, it's not going to be good because the flour they use is not a good flour. So good dough, mm-hmm. but also <laughs> sauce makes everything. It's like a good painting without a frame. It's just halfway of beauty. Uh, yeah. It has to be completed somehow. 
Ah, I never thought of it that way. That's perfect. <laughs> That's a good way to put to the painting with the frame. I've never thought about the, the, the how you describe the sauce. Now, pasta casalinga. Tell us a little bit about the concept because you're changing your menu probably like monthly almost. I, I believe it's it's pretty More. frequent, right? Weekly. More, no, okay. Sorry, bi-weekly. So every two weeks mm -hmm. uh, we change um, the menu. Pretty much depends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I see that people really love a certain dish, and so I mm -hmm. keep a little bit longer. Your menu is so unique because you have different choices. Like, and and on the menu, it's like from the garden, from the ocean, from the farm. You also have a lasagna. I love your lasagna. Your lasagna is the most, your lasagna alla basquiola is the most amazing lasagna I've ever had in my life. I remember having it for the first time. I was like, this is the best lasagna I've ever had. It's so unique and different. But tell us why you decided to have your menu change bi-weekly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking this because I don't like to eat the same thing over and over. It's uh -huh. uh, even leftovers visited a little bit, probably, mm -hmm. yeah, but I'm not a big fan to eat back to back the same thing. Ah. It's not because I'm picky, it's just that it doesn't, doesn't do well with me. Mm -hmm. As I don't like to eat in this way, also I don't like to cook in this way. I don't like to cook the same mm. thing over and over. The idea to change the menu about twice a month, so every couple of weeks, is really a way to have fun in the kitchen, not to get bored, mm -hmm. not to get comfortable. So for me and of course the crew, and also of course to, to have the opportunity to play with those great ingredients that we have in the Pacific Northwest, because the list of all we have fresh all year around, I mean, of course, spring and summers are an explosion of vegetables and more, but uh, all year around, uh, we just... There's just so much to do with, uh, to play with. So why not? Why to sit and watch the same movie over and over? What we can do, you know, you can watch so much more. Mm -hmm. So um, fun garden and ocean are changing constantly. And also is a way to keep our uh, customers and our guests engaged and they can come back and I get feedback and mm -hmm. just having a great time. The lasagna pomodoro at the same time. Pomodoro, as I mentioned before, is our traditional, let's call it marinara sauce, just to use a white term. Yeah. Our lasagna is a, is a different lasagna, so I'm so glad when people love it because it's a lasagna that is not so common to, to see, mm -hmm. but actually it's a pretty um, a traditional Italian lasagna, which we call lasagna alla, bas alla boscaiola. A boscaiola in Italian mm -hmm. means uh, from the forest. So that's because it has, you know, fennel, uh, sea sausage, mushroom, that's why, and peas. Mm -hmm. And it's a white yeah. lasagna, so without tomato sauce. So yeah. uh, lasagna and pomodoro are everyday items. And these are for the people that are not, mm -hmm. you know, we have some, some, uh, some guests that are not much adventurous. So, you know, sea urchin is not their thing. Right. Uh, or uh, I'm, I'm going to skate uh, coming up and the next menu set and maybe it's not their thing maybe they never had it so they feel like eh, I wish but maybe not I'm going with lasagna so they know what to get right or with pomodoro yeah. so you need to mm -hmm. make everybody happy in your terms and so that's our mm -hmm. compromise yes. dishes and two always the same and the three always change mm. 
Okay. What can we look forward to in the future for Pasta Casalinga? Talk about like what's upcoming for the year. And then also my other question is, is there an ingredient that you want to work with that you haven't yet? You don't have to give us the entire secret, but if there's like something that you've like been wanting to work with that you haven't tried, sea urchin is, I don't see that a lot for pastas, more for like Asian dishes, but not for pasta, Mm -hmm. not for Italian pasta. So anything else that like one ingredient you want to, you want to work with that you haven't yet? Yeah. Well, sea urchin, Nelson, is, uh, we call it in Italian, ricci di mare. Uh-huh. So in Sicily, in Sardinia, or somewhere on in the coast, especially the mm-hmm. south, in the Mediterranean, yeah. it's very warm, is a pretty popular dish. You know, like oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It makes pasta, spaghetti usually with that. It's a classic. I made a few times. Is a is a mm-hmm. mind-blowing for many yeah. people. They love it. And even people that didn't ever tried it, they love with that. They love it. I don't know. We've been pretty adventurous. <laughs> yeah. In what we have done. Uh, I know that it's coming up. You know, the season is starting. So singing nettles are coming uh, in the next few weeks. Okay. We're already on. I know that some companies uh, that we work with uh, foraging, they already have. Uh, available so i think it's coming and soon and fido heads i'm making this a very fun pesto uh fido heads pesto which is a it's a very seattle no because um grows so nice yeah forest so i think i will play probably with fido heads with some twists i'm not sure what is how would I do? But I, okay. I will definitely focus a lot in the in on the greens in the next few yeah. coming weeks. Mm-hmm. I love it. Last two questions. I know that we, we're a foodie podcast, and I know you're you are located in the heart of Pike Place Market. But it doesn't have to be Pike Place Market. Tell us three of your favorite places you like to eat around Seattle. What are, What are some <laughs> places you like to visit? <laughs> That's tricky because, you know, there are so many. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, I usually go out for things I don't make myself. Mm-hmm. Or I love all the categories of, of food, of course. Mm-hmm. And the first list that I'm thinking right now, I've been in love with focaccia, Brett's focaccia from the Willamette Girls. Like it's uh, it's something oh, that yeah. is, you know, I think also it's such a, it's such an Italian thing that that is good mm-hmm. at any time of the day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. So probably that's the first thing that I comes in my mind. I know uh-huh. I'm, going to, I'm going to say a lot of it. carbs, which I'm sorry. I eat also. <laughs> uh, so I would say that. Okay. I've been in love with the Lupo pizza. Mm-hmm. Fremont's area is just fantastic. I mean, it's probably so far my favorite pizza in Seattle. Okay. And I'm a big fan of hamburger, and I have many, but I think, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I think I I go back to the eight ounces burger. Uh, oh good choice i know just love those yeah guys, the spicy one great choices thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay michaela i'm gonna get you out of here uh, last question we always ask how do people get your pastas from pasta Casalinga? and then also how do we find you on social media absolutely thank you so pasta you can uh you know through covid we mm-hmm. pivot 
as this mm-hmm. product so much used but for some reason yeah. deciding to sell our pasta by pound because we already had mm-hmm. a product so why not right mm-hmm. so yeah. you can find our fresh pasta that you can cook at home if you do a good job in cooking and mixing with a good sauce you can pretty much replicate pasta casalinga so mm-hmm. you can buy, of course, in the market at our shop. But currently, our friends, and I really, this is great. All these friends who have been purchasing from us and retail our pasta, you know, in the last past six months, they, they've been just wonderful. And uh, they mm-hmm. are a couple of René Erickson locations. So the Wilmot Ghost, I'll never be able to pronounce the name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Walmart goes <laughs> at the sphere in downtown. Yeah. The Wales Winds, yeah, close by the Wales Winds, are to the table. They've been still, yeah, a very cute little shop that they make uh, over there. The Fat Hang mm-hmm. in uh, Ballard now, mm-hmm. and coming up, we have a big mm-hmm. news, but I it's not official yet so i need to wait too bad that we had this interview today <laughs> okay it will be it will be that's okay we will wait we will wait for it but you can find that news on our instagram because of course i'm going to say that our absolutely lab, our, our pasta casalinga yes. instagram is our channel that we use a lot and i think it's just i think it's just pasta casalinga yeah Perfect. Make sure everyone go follow Pasta Castlinga for the news later on. It could be, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm excited. I'll, I'll follow it. <laughs> I already follow it, but I'll, I'll make sure I watch for it to know. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michaela. You've been, I've all, we've been such a big fan and we're so glad to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for both of you. It's always a pleasure and come to visit. And that was our interview with Michaela Tartaglia of Pasta Casalinga. Monica, I had no idea when she first started out, she was teaching people how to make pasta at Atrium Kitchen. Yeah, I didn't know that either, but it makes a lot of sense seeing as the location is right above Atrium Kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Makes so much sense. It's weird. (laughs) She was telling us how hard it is to secure a spot in Pike Place Market. As you you and I know, it is very difficult. It's very Mm -hmm. competitive. She is awesome. She's wonderful. And March 20th is going to be their three-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. And all day they'll be serving their Pomodoro, Mm -hmm. which is their first pasta that they ever had when they first opened three years ago. Mm, Yum. That sounds delicious. Mm. Yeah. We love Michaela. We love her. She's so yeah. nice. Very nice. Very smart. And the way she does her pastas. It's... Well, it's just so simple. And so mm-hmm. I've been missing it lately. I got to go. I got to go get some. I've just yeah. been craving pasta. <laughs> Monica, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up is that we've been doing this for I don't know how many years, but you take me to all these places. For example, I'll use the Market Fishmonger. Mm-hmm. We've been going to Market Fishmonger for how, how many years now? It's... I don't know. I've been going for three. I think they've been open for three years in for June, three years. maybe. In June, yeah. I think. May or June. Now I saw all these people just posting pictures of these lobster rolls and everything like that. We need to be charged for this to set trends (laughs) (laughs) or something like that, right? I just keep scrolling. (laughs) I just keep scrolling. (laughs) We see that. We've gone to there and then we've gone to other places. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I like it when my friends tell me. I was like, hey, uh, did you have you ever tried this place? It's called, what is it? Market something where they serve fish. Ridiculous. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> in there. Monica took me three years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just fun. I feel like when we eat there, it's like listening to Eminem at the Moore Theater before he blows up. You know, right? that's or, or or something like that, right? I was yeah. like, there's this guy named John Legend. He plays on the piano. <laughs> Have you heard of him? He's playing at the Crocodile. We should go check him out. 
Have you have you heard about this guy Mackerel? He um, <laughs> the white, he's a white rapper, <laughs> and like he lays down this beat, and <laughs> he wears thrift store clothes, <laughs> and, he, and he raps about the Mariners. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the same thing's happening with uh, Sweet Nothings and more because, mm-hmm. like, I think the first time I tried Molina um, stuff was probably August or September of last year. I've actually known her a lot longer than that, but like under this business line, and and like now I can't get through like one day without saying like a food post about 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 them and that's great because she's popping up more and more places around the city mm-hmm. i'm so glad um but it's just yeah it's a lot i think it's awesome that you're a trendsetter monica i think it's <laughs> fantastic that you do that i'm not the trendsetter other people are i just eat, i just eat at the places <laughs> first the cake whisperer and now the trendsetter <laughs> the <cake whisper. laughs> i saw you right there i'm oh my god did he just call me the cake whisperer <laughs> Oh, I'm going to pull my Princess Bride. You mock my pain. Never do it again. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> I don't think you know what that word means that you think it means. <laughs> so many places. So many places. Yep. But I'm off looking for other stuff, new stuff. So. All right, Monica. Great show tonight. I think that's what we're going to end it on here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe out there. And of course, happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.